I got the eye of the tiger fighter dancing through the fire. I am a champion and you're gonna hear me is a woman who only has a vague idea of the sound of a tiger, Katy Perry. <laughs> and if it's what I angrily whispered into my custom-made bedazzled ice dancing outfit after yet another disappointing showing at regionals as I shoved it back into my dresser drawer, then this must be Dale Radio. <laughs> now, I, of course, Of course, I'm your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. <laughs> and yet here we are in New York City, so far away from our little super fun site, the Gowanus, but I want you to think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you're below ground, as we are now, you're right next to that gross water that just surrounds all of us, that connects us all. It flows through everybody and everything. They say that we're mostly water. I'm mostly scotch tonight. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, but okay, science. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't want you to, to, this is a new space for us. We're happy to be down here in the pit, down in the underground, as they say. And I just want to make sure that you saw the, the paintings over there on the wall and that you are not tempted to walk up those stairs or down that hallway thinking that you're entering another realm or a better show. These are, these, these, that's something that's a technique that's called, it's an old technique. It's called Trump Lloyd. And what that means is fooling the eye. Because if there's something I want to have happen to my eyes, it's lose trust in them. So, thank you, artists that couldn't afford paper for bringing that to us. But I am happy. I'm happy to be here. Of course, I'm doing so well with my lady friend these days. We're just, we're just uh, a couple of kids, we are. And as I mentioned before, we met on uh, uh, Christian singles who are not into the Bible part, but who are into the hookinguppart.net. And uh, I love website jokes. You better settle in. <laughs> Back about 99, 2000. Those jokes just... Uh, so we're going to bring those back, but uh, we're doing great, and uh, we're just, ever since we met, we've just been hitting it off, and we're thick as thieves, which I gather is an old English expression for when uh, robbers used to be a little heavy set. And uh, we, but we, are, we are happy, and uh, together we both could stand to lose a few, but happy weight, that's what they call it, happy weight. And happy weight is when two... Uh, uh, very sad people decide to be together, often for budgetary concerns, and you end up cooking a lot of meals at home, and you just keep eating, and you keep eating, and keep eating in an effort to uh, try and uh, stave off a kind of crippling depression. That's happy weight. Happy weight! <laughs> She has all the qualities that I love in a woman. She's handy with a linoleum cutter. She appreciates the competitiveness that comes out when I play board games, and she's not into the kinky stuff, sexually speaking. No sauces and no standing up. So we're getting along, <laughs> getting along great, and it's wonderful, but we've got a big show, and I want to get 
right to it. Speaking of uh, the straight and narrow, please say hello to Andrew Bancroft, who's over there. He's going to be playing some instruments and some music for us. Uh, of course, Steve O's having a hernia operation. He couldn't be here. Uh, so you'll be doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> be careful. It's a hernia joke for the folks in the back. Uh, all right, well, Andrew, you yeah. just got back from the West Coast. Is that correct? I didn't need Great, to okay. Well, some other time we'll talk about that. <laughs> now then, uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you could play me a little sitting down music, something uh, low and slow, like me slinking out of a restaurant just after dessert, as I've realized the establishment is cash only. <laughs> You know what I think it is? It's mop. That's what I think every time I see a cash only place. I think mop. There's somewhere. I'm eating my meal, but in the back there are 15 sweaty guys who could care less about local, organically sourced uh, 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 cabbage. <laughs> could care less. It's mop. Oh, dessert. What's that? <laughs> Sometimes. Have you had a sweet cabbage? <laughs> it's delightful. They've got it over at the Brooklyn Flea. Check it out. Yeah, it's a place where Brooklyn people go, ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to be here in New York. I gotta tune everything up so that the Manhattanites know what we're talking about. They all wear wool caps and shop for organic food over there. All right. Well, we've got a great show, and I'm I'm just pleased. You know, we're trying. We're gonna have. There's been so much discussion of late uh, with all the late night talk show movements, so we decided to make that. Uh, kind of a theme. And uh, of course, I said, yes, let's do it. Let's have some fun with that. Let's talk about it because there's a, you got Seth and you got Ginny and you got all the other great women and people of color that are just <laughs> dominating the late night scene right now. So uh, we thought we'd, we'd have a conversation about that and other things. So my first guest, she is a host of a, of a podcast, much like this, uh, but probably different. And that's called Tits and Giggles. And that's wonderful. You can check out that. She's also, she's been in, uh, she's a star of the Brokelandia web series that's been, you've probably seen her on VH1's Best Week Ever, where they lift up celebrities and people of talents of all kinds. And uh, she's often a terrific stand-up. She's always at the UCB. Please welcome Sue Smith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I had to kind of dig into the pile over there at the Dwayne Reed. Sue, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully. I'm going to just have a sip of this I'm while we're going. This while you unwrap that candy, because I think what people enjoy on an audio podcast is unwrapping hard candies. <laughs> Sue, 
Let's talk about this. Tits and giggles. Yes, sir. Two of my favorite things. And uh, I enjoy the show as well. <laughs> of course, what made you want to get into the podcasting game? Was it money? <laughs> yes. Yes, I wanted a lot of money. Uh, no, I kept waiting for someone else to do a podcast for women in comedy because I was like, I don't need another thing to do. <laughs> and then no one did, so... I did it. And that's the, that's the focus of it, isn't it? Women yes. in comedy and their supportive male friends. Supportive male friends, yeah. Which I hope you'll consider me. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, that's I part do. of the ladder there, because I am very supportive and I am male. I do. <laughs> I can be a friend, too. Okay. I, I won't roll out that part. All right, we'll talk about it. And how long have you been going with this endeavor? Uh, since last June, so less than a year. Yeah. Pretty good. And how's the experience so far? You like it? It's nice. It's really nice. I, I really like sitting down and having nice long conversations with people. No, no, that's the best thing there is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Next that's to it. just watching people have a long conversation. That's probably <laughs> my second favorite thing out there. And what do you have? People come over to the house? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it in my kitchen. That's wonderful. Yeah. You can really feel that when you listen to the show. Do you make them something? I just give them water uh, because Good. Good. <laughs> my Keep producer. It simple. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to like be like, hey, you want some breakfast or whatever. Yeah. But like my producer would be like, no, you can hear them eating. If I had ice in the yeah. glass it, in their glasses, he would get so mad. So now just water. That's it. That's all that's they get. A, that's a smart move. I, I would give them soda. No soda, they would burp. You know. Yeah. No, I I <laughs> listen to people eat eggs. And that has that has ended yeah, right? that's ended relationships for me. Right. It's true. So that it, it's going well, and it's people great. are tuning in, and where people can listen to it all over the internet. That's yeah. wonderful. And uh, so uh, now I've had a chance to watch some of your stand-up, of okay. course, online mostly, and uh, <laughs> how I get all of my information. Uh, no. Uh, so I was able to, to check that out. I mean, I watch TV. I read magazines is what I was very defensive about that for a brief second, but I wanted to assure you that I'm not just paying attention to the internet, that I am a media consumer broadly. <laughs> so I was able to watch some of the stand-up, and uh, what happened? The 20s were a dark time for you, is that it? Yes, early 20s were a dark time. So you got into a little bit of the what? The drinking and the drugging? <laughs> <laughs> no, so many of my guests who have been on this program have been troubled as youths. So uh, I'm, I'm pleased. We're really going there, huh? We're really getting into it, huh? Well, this is the truth, isn't it? This it's is what truth. happens. We can all be ha ha ha, but listen, this is what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the day. <laughs> Just a little uncomfortable. You took the worthers, and now we got to get into it. <laughs> Oh, so that's a, that was a tough time for you, but you recovered. You you're able to uh, you put that behind you. Yes. And what what happened? What did you find comedy as a means out of the darkness? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah. Was that it? When did you get involved with UCB? Yeah. I actually, when I stopped drinking, I started doing comedy because when I was drinking, I was just drinking. Yeah. You know, and then so I started doing UCB. Uh, I was like, oh, dreams, let me do this. Yeah. That's what happened. That's well, what happened. Uh, you know, I'm no so stranger yeah. to, the, to the path of uh, grief and longing, and I'm so pleased that you have come out on the other side and are making people laugh and finding some great comfort in that uh, for yourself. 
uh, going forward. Now, I, uh, you, have a, you, know, you can't see it tonight, but you have a lot of tattoos. Is Do that correct? I have a lot of tattoos. Now, I, uh, uh, how, how, did that start at that point? I was drink. I got them mostly when I was drunk. Yeah. Mostly during that period. Have you added to the canvas? Um, not really since I stopped drinking. No. No. And you have something you regret? I do. You want to see one? Yeah, yeah. I think yes. Yeah. yeah. I have a pair dressed as Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> I call it Parallock Holmes. <laughs> Parallock Holmes. Yes. Yeah. And is there, is there a Watson to go with it? No. No, no, no. No, you don't need that. No, just stop there while you're ahead. I dated a gal that was covered in tattoos, head to toe almost. And you know, it wouldn't have been... Uh, at first, I, I'll be honest, I find it a little titillating. Okay, okay. okay. Get okay. me tattoos. There's a rebellious streak or something that I can find enchanting. But uh, uh, this gal, it, would, it was... It was fine, except I didn't care for the tattoos. That's what it was. Really? If she had been covered in a flaming Camaro, let's say, then absolutely, let's do this. Then she would be uh, dead. <laughs> oh, what? You mean if that was that much ink on her? Oh, uh, you mean a Camaro tattoo? Yes, a yes. Camaro tattoo. Okay. I don't mean if no, 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 just tattoos, <laughs> just in the realm of inking. Okay. No, I would, I would not wish any harm to okay. her from any kind of. No, if she was in a flaming Camaro, that would be disastrous. That's what I thought too. you meant. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't like a push yourself to the edges of sexual tolerance, kind of a like physical endurance bag over your head thing. Okay. Not that. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. But no, not just that she had tattoos I didn't enjoy, really. Oh. And so it would be like a rainbow skull uh, with a sombrero and an earthworm kind of wiggling out of the eye. So that was a deal breaker for you. <laughs> Honestly, it was. <laughs> I, I just, because okay, you, okay. ha you have to look at that and then feel like still going forward. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't able to do that, but uh, anyway. You've never made any poor decisions in your life? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> We're having one of them right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We're all having a great time. No, it's good. Um, uh, 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 no, if I made bad decisions, sure, sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, but, but do you ever feel like you're going to get them removed? I think about it, and then I'm like, ah, oh, one day when I have a lot of money to throw around. Is it costly? I think so, yeah. you got to go in like six or seven times. It oh takes boy. like over like a year to get them removed. Sounds like a lot. I, I, ha I know, I have a friend who has a... Kurt Vonnegut chest piece that <laughs> she's having removed. <laughs> I think it says everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. Which is, I think that's yeah, nice. Nice, yeah. yeah. But well, it's huge. If you, if you need to come over to the house, I've got some flesh-colored paint. Okay, great. <laughs> some of that good auto-body stuff. I can't tell if you're hitting on me. <laughs> that's that's often the case. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. And uh, so, and and way you the, the VH one thing you've been on that a number of times. Yes. That's, it must be terrifically exciting to be on television. It's so fun. Do you do a lot of commercial auditions? I do. Have you ever just been in the room and it's over there at House Productions? You go over there. Yes. Yeah, that place is fun. Uh, you go over there, and uh, uh, it's just you and like Valerie Bertinelli. You're the same. <laughs> Big star. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the level of her. Uh, no, it's no. It's just me and the. Character. You're not related to her. No. No. Okay. <laughs> you, do I know that? 
I think you have a, a resemblance oh, to Valerie okay. Bernelli. I'll take it. Yeah, no, I think you should. <laughs> I don't care for that either, that commercial audition. That's tough going. It's real hard. It's real uh, soul crushing. Soul crushing. Yeah. But then you get to, you over at UCB, a lot of people can check you out over there. Yeah. Yeah. Do a regular show? Yeah, on uh, well, uh, Thursdays and Sundays. And then I'm starting a new show at the Laughing Devil in Long Island City on, that's going to be on Tuesdays. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Long Island City. Yeah. That's a commute. It's a commute. <laughs> Some people live there. No, I hear. I don't know. <laughs> we wish them well. Sue <laughs> <laughs> Smith, everybody. <laughs> Come on down here. You can leave that, leave that where it is. And uh, that was wonderful. Can I sit in this one? You can sit in that one, but eventually you'll have to sit in this one. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. It was okay. <laughs> Check in again later. Okay. How's the Werthers? So Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. So think about that. Okay. <laughs> Things start to turn in your mind. Uh, All right, folks. Well, uh, continuing our great theme of, of, of talented and funny hosts, our next fella, he's got a, one of the most popular programs out there, uh, Running Late with Scott Rogowski, is a talk show that he does, and uh, he's also got a number of funny video things. And in fact, that show actually started right here at the pit. So we're pleased to welcome him back here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, put your hands together for Scott Rogowski. <laughs> These aren't, these aren't on, <laughs> but it's, uh... It feels like it is, isn't it? No. Yours is. That's yeah, all that matters. Before. It sounds, it's all that matters. <laughs> Feeling good? Is this going to record? It's all fine. It's all good? <laughs> the less we talk about it, the better. <laughs> I think we should <laughs> project. Just project. Project. Did I have to say, okay. thank you for, uh, for having me here. And I know you normally do the show from Gowanus. That's right. Banks of Gowanus. Yes. But thankfully... You know, it smells like we're there right now. I think we're in, in that room back there. <laughs> in that room, yes. We were. We all feeling that. And it, it really. Uh, but you know, this is so exciting for this audience because what it just must be like Ali and Frazier, Iron Man and Batman <laughs> coming together. These two greats uh, on one stage, or probably like a slightly older fellow that nobody knows and a slightly younger fellow that not many people are aware. Yeah, of. We're just on one stage. It's, you can feel the electricity out there. So much. <laughs> yeah, so much it's anonymity great. on one stage. It's, it's amazing. great. Now, uh, how long has the show been going? Well, I guess we're uh, coming up on two and a half years. We started, as you said, at the pit. Right upstairs. here. Upstairs. Upstairs. In the big room. Uh, you know, you yeah. work your way up there. I understand. And then you work your way out of the building altogether. <laughs> All the way back. <laughs> yeah. No, very happy to be here. I have to thank the pit for giving the show the start. And uh, yeah, that first show was was a was a weird one. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> do you want to hear about it? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, I think you should explain to people what it in is. Fact, what the show is, if people are are off chance that people are unfamiliar yeah, no. with it. Uh, uh, I don't have your PR firm, Dale. I don't. I need. No. I need Prince Street PR. Yeah. Well, good. Good. Give them a shout out. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yes. 
the show is a talk show, uh, much like your Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy uh, Myers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's really, it's not special. But We're so, not doing anything different. No, but so uh, you also, and I think that people can feel this too, along with the excitement of seeing us together on stage and seeing Sue, of course, Eda Werther's. There's the, there's the, the, it's a little, people can sense you're a little sad because last night would have been a big night for you. You were lobbying to be the replacement for Jimmy Fallon, yeah. that Seth Meyers got. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough break. I, it was I, tough. I'm sorry for you that you didn't get a chance to do that. Well, you know, Dale, I realized um, that Seth Meyers spent 13 years on Saturday Night Live before uh, he got his talk show. Yeah. I spent zero years on Saturday Night Live. So I'm going to wait till I get at least a few weeks on that show, hopefully, maybe in 2022. Right. And then I can get upset about it. I mean, the guy, no, I'm not upset about it. It was all, that campaign was tongue in cheek. Okay. There was no chance that I was going to get <laughs> that show. But you, what you did is also a, a series of videos trying to get the attention of Lorne yeah, Michaels. Yeah. Now, what I did was, yeah. Is there a chance that he'll be here tonight? Lorne Michaels? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, my friend Lauren Michaels is here. My, uh, my old. <laughs> Well, listen, if he shows up, and if anybody sees him out there, just let me know, and we'll redo this part of the show. <laughs> Brooke won't mind. She's, you know, she's a seasoned pro. It's fine. And we'll do it, and then we'll see what happens for I you. I think I got his attention, though, because what I did was, uh, the idea came to me in a dream to uh, start a Kickstarter campaign to raise $95 to buy Lorne Michaels an edible arrangement. <laughs> because he doesn't know who I am. you yep. got to break the ice somehow, you know? So uh, I, I actually... I applied for the Kickstarter, they did not accept me, but people, I made a video about it and some friends of mine were saying, I want to donate money, so I actually put a donate button on the website and raised $100 and got him the edible arrangement and had it delivered, and I videotaped the delivery, I put a GoPro on the delivery guy's head, we got it to 30 Rock, talked to the security guard, the assistants came down, picked up the, the, the fruit, the pear, paradise, it was the pear paradise, you got the pear tattoo? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on the pears, I, I prefer them. To apples. Yeah, I like pears. Yeah. Fascinating. Apples, apples are bullshit. Apples are bullshit. I hate apples. I prefer the shape of the pear. It's much more sensuous. All right. That's where you draw the line. That's where we draw the line. I mean, it is an ovary. We, we want to go there. We wanted to know Sue's limit. And we found it. Okay. I can't, so I can't go for delivered, the You delivered the thing. You delivered it. Delivered it. And so... Uh, I heard through certain channels, assistance thing, that, that the fruit did make it up to his office. That's fantastic. And uh, I put my headshot on there and I had a business card on there. So. <laughs> That's okay. Didn't get the job though, but. No, uh, no, no. Well, but again, I'm, I'm aiming for like 20, 28. Maybe. You're still angling for yeah. it. Well, that's great. Yeah. I think you just it's have to stay with it. It's a long it. game, Dale. Don't, oh, you and I, we got to tell me about it. <laughs> You're in for the yeah, long haul. Some longer than others. Yeah. Yes. So uh, you also, uh, but with this show, of course, and I have to hand it to you, uh, I mean, we have such fabulous guests on this program, and you've had such amazing guests on your guests, is what we call it in the business. Yes, yep, we yep. say, good get, fella. And that's, uh, that's uh, or gal, if the case may be. If Thank the, you. Uh, uh, if the situation arises. Uh, and uh, uh, but you had Dick Cavett on there, Dick of course, Cavett. and uh, uh, Raekwon. 
Raekwon the chef, Chris yeah. Elliott, Chris Elliott, uh, uh, David Cross, David Cross, Michael Showalter, David Wayne, Regis Philbin. That was yeah, a big Regis Philbin, that's gotta Regis be Philbin. exciting. How was that? High was, energy fella. Oh man, he is. A lot of people don't know that Regis Philbin, you know, we all of our age, we, we grew up watching him on live and he's just kind of this old guy being silly in the morning, but he has a very serious late night pedigree. Yeah. He, he was Joey Bishop's Joey sidekick Bishop, yeah. on the Joey Bishop show back in 19, late 1960s. And he actually took over, I didn't even know this, he took over Steve Allen's spot on a weekly Westinghouse show. Steve Allen was the first host of The Tonight Show. Steve Allen, Jack Parr, Johnny Carson, Leno, Conan, Leno, and now Fallon. But Steve Allen was the first Tonight Show host. He left NBC to go to Westinghouse, they had a syndicated show. And Regis, when he left that show, Regis took over for like six months. He had his weekly talk show, hosting talk show. So the guy knows what he's doing. He's got good chops. Absolutely. Very funny, very sharp. He's good friends with Don Rickles. So he loves that. He comes from that school of insult comedy. So he made fun of me a lot <laughs> in my shabby set and show. But that was that was one of the best nights. By the way, just from one professional to another, yeah. just iron that cloth that you have over the desk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you have a desk, like a talk show. Right, on my you, desk. You put a cloth over I know. It. But like a tablecloth is not that expensive. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying... I mean, I just run the iron over it. Sometimes you pick things up. Sometimes you pick things up at Goodwill about 15 minutes before the show starts. That's the secret to my yeah. success. No, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's, you can see. I've lost so many cloths. <laughs> I had a great one from the Salvation Army Port just in New York. This was perfect. Yeah. It was like velvet. Lost that one. Yeah. They're all from thrift stores. But I should probably invest in a yeah some kind of maybe a vinyl. A vinyl cloth might work. Something washable, you know. Yeah, maybe just, just something you can take to the dry cleaner, that's all. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to go too far into like Italian restaurant mode. Just For Micah, should I just get a nice... <laughs> or you could have a desk built. I could just have a desk built. <laughs> and of course, Scott, you do all these great video bits too that are on there, they're online. One of them uh, was, uh, and I assume these are integrated into the show. Yeah, well. yes. And so, uh, one of them is you walking around the boom mic, just capturing conversations That's in New right. York City. Booming NYC. And another one, by the way, one of my favorite things to do is for an audio podcast, describe videos. <laughs> and so, I'm thinking of doing a spin-off podcast, just where I watch YouTube and just describe what's happening in front of me, to give you a sense of what the internet looks like. I carry the storyboards around, you want to see them? <laughs> and you have another one where you were trying some offline dating. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. How did that work out? That Viral. Yes. 15,000 views, guys. That's pretty good. That's like a mild virus, but yeah. <laughs> Most like gastroenteritis. Park Slope, it went around, I guess. Yes, I was standing on the corner outside my apartment in Park Slope, Brooklyn, handing out basically what was a printed out OKCupid okay profile Yeah. Uh, to women on the street. Because the idea was I wanted to date locally. You know, everyone shops locally. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn, and I, all these girls I meet, you know, are in Manhattan. They're in Queens. There's I couldn't find anybody within a four to five block radius, <laughs> which would be so convenient. No, a know? long distance relationship is difficult. No, I can't do it. So, uh, so I, I tried that video, and it didn't get me. It didn't get me dates, but uh, the video got picked up by, by some blogs and things. And now, I got emails from women in. Morocco. Uh, the o Oman? That's a country, right? Oman. I mean, people from all over the world. Montana. Is it a model? That's Iman. Iman. Yeah. Iman, Oman, Yemen. So Yemen. They, they clearly, clearly missed the point of the... Of they missed the point, yeah. 
but it was nice to get some encouraging. You know, are you moving? Are you moving to Khartoum? You know, uh, <laughs> have any plans? <laughs> have any plans to? You might if it, does, if it doesn't work out. Yeah, 2020. Exactly. Cartoon. I'll do a world tour. They might not have a late night host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever the vacuum is, Dale, you know, you got to get in there. I'm telling you, I'm yeah. a vacuum chaser. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> there's a sucking sound, I can't be far behind. <laughs> no, no. That went in a weird I'll, I'll direction. Fa I'll fade that. I'll, I'll fade that. Points. <laughs> Points, any at midnight fans? Yes, I get you. I get you. So, uh, what's happening? You got a big season premiere coming up. Season premiere March 26th at Littlefield. So we're now Littlefield, Littlefield and uh, closer to the Gowanus. That's right. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Jennifer, uh, no, her name's Jessica Williams from the Daily Show will be one of the guests. Wonderful. And Bill Carter, the New York Times writer who writes about late night, he writes both the books, The War for Late Night, and all that. Yeah. He'll be a guest, and we're still working on some more. And uh, I might have to call on Sue or Dale here. And, some more guests. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful, and I wish you all the best with it. And, you know, one of the great things that's happened of you being on this program is uh, your dad, who is the co-host, is the sidekick yes. of your yeah. show, uh, featured every night. That's he so followed cool. me on Twitter. Did he? So, I, I mean, does he follow you? i got to check into that. Yeah, look. Sidekick party. <laughs> it's wonderful. I was really appeased. I signed up for Twitter, and... Um, He's feeling a lot of pressure, you know, because he's got about 21 followers, I think. <laughs> and he, he thinks that they're waiting. Yeah, you know, we're all waiting on, on, for it. They're waiting with bated breath for his I, tweets. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, he's a cute old man. And he's wonderful. Well, it's a terrific program. And March 26th? March 26th. At Littlefields. And uh, Running Late with Running Scott Rogowski. RunningLateShow.com. There you go. Check, Check it, out. it out. Scott Rogowski, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. These them tiny microphone does not work. That's okay. Just <laughs> but it's it, all right. Leave it over there, and then Brooke can find out for herself. <laughs> and there can be like five minutes where we talk about mm. how it's not working. <laughs> Andrew, you okay? Hey, I'm doing great. Wonderful. Thanks. That's enough. His microphone's working. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. He wanted a ten microphone. Yeah, we have five guests. It's a wall of sound. I have a block in the studio. I need to have a microphone. I'm not playing the microphone. People can't possibly hear me without that. Folks, uh, I'm, I'm just tickled, uh, uh, generally, but I'm very happy that uh, my, my next guest is here, and uh, uh, she's a terrific stand-up, and uh, she, she's just recently been on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, she's been on the uh, John Oliver uh, stand-up New York show that's on, she, she wrote for one of my... Uh, favorite dearly departed late night programs, Nikki and Sarah Live, and uh, she's just all over the place and terrific. Please welcome Brooke Van Pappelen to the stage. From your, from down here, <laughs> send it out to the back. I will from the diaphragm. <laughs> Brooke, how are you? I'm good, good. I'm sorry I could not make it to your show last night. There's a show that you host. Yeah. Oh, don't. Whoa. Yeah. Shit went weird. So it's okay. Well, I had to take my customary uh, pre-show dip in the Gowanus. It's how I. 
keep my powers active, of course. I'm well over 3,000 years old, and I sleep in radioactive bandages. So it's a, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I sleep nude and on a bed of peanut shells, just like everybody else. <laughs> but how did it go? Did it go well? You know, uh, it, it was fun. It's always, I think sometimes the biggest X factor is we, we always have a, a singer-songwriter on the show. Yeah. And we like to have them be like, if they're funny singer-songwriters, that's great, but it's not a rule. We actually really like to have people who will like bring a tear to your eye and just kind of mix, mix up the emotions sure. at the show. So then there was like a really beautiful singer-songwriter that I managed to book. And then, uh, you know, then there was some rape jokes that happened mm -hmm. right after that. And I had to have a chit-chat with a comedian. Yep. Afterwards, I was just like, well, first of all, the whole audience tonight is female. Uh, know your audience. <laughs> Second of all, it's never funny, period. But no. also, it was just like a bunch, we're like, we're here for ladies night. And it was just like, and <laughs> assault. And I was just like, That's let's talk. It. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, and like after, after happens, I got on stage, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's because the person feels like they're failing, that they resort to anger. Or, or some of the, well, you usually get, pardon my life, you get some yeah. dick jokes. And yeah. you get some, uh, you, you get some of the rape jokes. Yeah. yeah, it comes out a little bit, you know, because they, they were slow to warm up and whatever, and so, you know, I yeah, it's one of those weird things. You as a professional host, you know how it is. I, I never like to um, throw a comedian under the bus, but I had to go back up on stage and be like, hey, that's not what this room is all about. Right. And we don't. That's not what we condone. I was also like, come on, man, you're better than that. And then I had a chit chat with him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Good that you said something. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Say, it's my fucking show. You should have booked Daniel Tosh for yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. Live and learn every time with Tosh Meister. It's a good get. You just I know. see it. It is good. It's yeah. your anger for the late night. How did you get him? How did you get him? I know, right? No bounce. But now, Brooke, speaking of late night, you, you were like just recently... Do you like speaking of late? No, we'll have a chit-chat. You were just recently on the, the Late Late Show, as I mentioned, with Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Well, that must be terribly exciting. Congratulations. It's very exciting. Thank you. Um, he's he's handsome, which I discovered far yeah. too late in the game. Most hosts um, are. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You see one thing online, but then in person. In person, you're just sort of like, oh. You're like, the HD cannot do. No, it doesn't You do justice. justice do. No, but, no. Um, no, I didn't, I, up close and personal, I had, well, because, I mean, come on, no one watches it, but, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, that's me. Well, no, I know, I just don't stay up late, I'm an old broad, and I just don't stay up late anymore, but I hadn't watched it enough to notice that he's got tattoos, like, all up his arms, and I was like, oh, god damn, like, I, really? yeah, oh my god, so sexy. he's, like, he's crazy hot, he used to be in Irish punk bands, but anyways, aside, so he was there, because I heard that sometimes he's not in the room. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> don't look this up later. Well, they're Woo, having a ladies' boy. night right there. Yeah, real yeah. dreamboat there. Um, I think he got called out online a little bit. I think Hannibal Burris is one of the first comedians to kind of be like, this is some bullshit. Like, I go in to do Ferguson and he leaves as the comedian comes on a stage. Right, because they would do like taped segments yes. of the comedians yes. and then they would just insert that into the show. Yeah, right. So he wasn't always there, but now I guess right. he figured, okay. He stays. Yeah, now he's there. Did yeah. he go over there too and spend some time with him? Um, only if they are stretching, you know? So it's like, it's like one in a hundred comedians really get to sit down. So I... Funny behind the scenes story. Do you know a comedian named Cameron Esposito? Yeah, sure. She's the comedian, awesome girl from Chicago, fantastic person. I actually got asked to do that night, and that's the night that she got mm -hmm. to sit with 
Oh, Jay Leno. Jay Leno, your idol, and uh, Craig, but she is that one in a hundred where they're like, we need to stretch, so if Craig calls you over to the couch, you just go. You don't ask questions, don't worry about it, you go. And I was like, oh man, like she lucked out. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, not that I'm like minimizing my situation, but I was like, she got that one like lottery spot. That's so cool. And then she's writing for them or something now, right? I don't think so. Oh, I don't no. know. She's got her own podcast and, and she's just oh, doing well, great. She she's doesn't doing great. <laughs> She's a network show. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She's got a podcast. She's fine. Now, that happens over there in the CBS building where Price is Right is. It's in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. We uh, snuck down on the way out. Yeah, boy, that is it. Has anybody been on that show, Price is Right? So you know what I'm talking about. There's not been a more torturous experience for a human to endure than going on that program. And I went on there with the old Bob Barker when he was still rapping sure. around up there. And Rod Roddy, God bless him. I don't know why he's going to Thailand, but I don't want to know. But the point is, uh, you sit there, you go maybe 5 a.m., and you, then you sit outside, and even L.A. is cold at 5 a.m. There's no, it's just bleak. Bleak anyway, because you can hear the dreams dying as you drive around. But you're out there at 5 a.m. on these metal benches, the kind you'd sit on at a, in a, like a poor high school, and you sit out there, and you just wait, and you wait, and then 7 a.m. comes around or so, something like that, and the producers come through, and you don't realize that that's the time that they're really checking out who's going to be the people that they call up. And so, but and you're groggy. You can't be at your best at 7 a.m. It's just not fair. I mean, a couple of people were, and they had the, you know, I named my dog Bob because he's a barker. <laughs> you know, and military people and all this. But by the time you get inside, and actually I didn't get selected to be in contestant's role, but you get in there, and I've never been more excited for a, a piece of wicker furniture to appear. <laughs> You're just so beaten down by that point that you just, no, yes! What are they gonna pay for that? And it's just, it's so thrilling to be there, but it's a weird experience. And yeah. I guess you didn't have a chance to go and do that while you were Oh there. man, I wish. I mean, that's like, that to me is when I think of my childhood. Yeah. Like just, you know, summers, summers off, sick days, etc. Just Price is Right on all day long, watching like Chips, watching all these great shows. But the Price is Right, you know, and Three's Company are the ones that are like very ingrained in my, yeah, they're yeah. great. Yeah. Some of the best comedy too. Yeah. yeah, right. You, so we were discussing this the other day. Yes. Certainly, I'm taking over. Um, that, like, as a young kid, you don't realize that the whole time in Three's Company that Jack Tripper is pretending he's gay. I never got that. Uh, really? Okay, because that's how we stay there. The way the landlord, the landlord was like, uh, one guy is not allowed to live with two women, like a straight male and two straight ladies aren't allowed to live together in my building. Yeah. And then so his whole act was that he was like, well, I'm gay or whatever. And because I'm young, I was like, he is a riot. Like I didn't have no idea. I was just like, he is so fun. I never got it. But now you watch it as an adult, and you're like, oh my god, I get it. Yeah. Crafty. No idea. That's how you get to live with two ladies. That's how you Back do it. Under Mr. Roper's roof. That's right. Um, You'd think it would have been okay because Mrs. Roper seemed a little, you know, loose. Yes, right? <laughs> if I can, if I can Bourbon and a key party. Yeah, yeah like it seemed like she was, you know, a little bit more adventurous in the sack. Absolutely. Uh, in her sack, so yeah, yeah free flowing robes. Yeah, the sack, the sack being, she was wearing. Sack being her dress, not yes. like, I don't mean anything like that. And then Mr. Fu Mr. Furley, uh, yeah, Furley, and then Roper. came, came along, yeah. and then it was like, what's he's wearing an ascot? What are we doing? <laughs> but uh, a lot of nights spent down there at the legal beagle. 
Regal Beagle. Regal Beagle. Yes. Legal, like the Legal Eagles was a show, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Could be. I like to think about all the puns <laughs> the that have been made. <laughs> well, I love that like they were supposed to be 20-somethings, but his friend Larry looked like he was 55 yes. and divorced. <laughs> you can't trust Larry. No, you can't. No. That's what I took away from that program. <laughs> if I ever meet that guy, no. No. I don't need, I don't need to have him on a podcast. Not a good wingman, the Larry. No, no, no. <laughs> what was his living situation? Lived alone, probably. I don't think he was a bachelor, swinging bachelor. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, <laughs> so now, uh, uh, Brooke, of course, we see you everywhere. You, you do shows almost every night, don't you? When I don't cancel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I didn't know we were on the edge. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I, I get like, I get very like emotional sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired, and I'm, and, like, yeah. I'm old. And I'm like, I, I agree to something, like usually you get booked like two months in advance yeah. and like past you, it's like, that sounds like a great idea for future me. And then, then when the day arrives, you're like, fuck me. You're like, why did I say yes to this? And I'm at a point where I think I'm just a little more, um, I'm just trying to be better about saying yes to everything because yeah. I know that I'm lazy and I need to get off my couch. So... <laughs> I'm just honest with who I am. Well, that's terrific. We gotta get and through of course, two you, detectives. Uh, you, uh, 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 born in the Detroit suburbs, mm -hmm. trained in Chicago, mm -hmm. and just chasing your dream here in New York. Yes. And how long have you been in New York? It's like eight years and a few weeks from now. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's going pretty well for you. I'm happy. That's wonderful. Sorry, I just told everyone sometimes I don't show up for shows. <laughs> I just think it's like a well-known... I'm like, I'm so paranoid that everyone's like, oh, old no-show Van Poplin. As long as you say no one watches the Craig Ferguson program, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, yep. Just keep that on the... Uh, yep. Just that's torching bridges right and left. Is yep. wonderful. That's why I invite people on this show to make a fresh start. Exactly. It's all about honesty. Leave the also, past behind, yeah. Sue. I can relate to that, though. I, yeah. I think every comedian can. I mean, there's a famous scene in uh, Annie Hall. Wait, uh, in which one? Isn't it Annie Hall? When, when, when he's, what he's like. If we can bring up that name anymore. What do you have? Yeah, thank you for getting us back to But that. there's that famous scene when he's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I tried. I'm fine. Talk about it. Yeah. So you been on the show? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, Brooke, where, where, are you writing for Girl Code? Guy Code? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I did see two seasons of Girl Code. And, still, and um, still going? Season three is uh, kicking off. They got greenlit. So, um, Wonderful. I'm going to do a little work for them, but I can't uh, continue full time. That's okay. So, you have yeah, other fine. things going on. And yes. you have, you have uh, something that uh, you want to let people know about? What's the, like, the next thing that's happening? Or you have a regular show? show I do. I do. I have a second and fourth Monday show at Freddie's Backroom in, in uh, Park Slope. I co-host it with the fabulous Julia Rossi. Really keep the rape jokes to a minimum. Uh, usually, <laughs> that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, no, but it's it's it's. We love to uh, have like an established comedian, and then we love to give like new, like young and upcoming comedians tons of stage time, etc. We like to think we're pretty pretty flex when we, we book. Um, so and yeah, always we ladies night music. there. Well, lately, it's great. They fucking, the people in the neighborhood love Julia and I. What can I say? No, so we've got a nice little good. lady it's following. Good. It's great. That's good. I'll take it. No, sure. I, I, I wish you the best of it. Can we share? Like, I can work with that. Yes, okay. absolutely. Well, that's great. And, uh, and uh, your tour and everything is put on, mm -hmm. uh, on your website. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. 
Yeah, guys, come see me in Melbourne. Melbourne. That's wow. great. Yeah. yeah. That's great. No, like, not the festival, no, but I'm part of a show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm the reason Melbourne has a comedy festival. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, people will fly on over for that. Yeah, okay. so just pop on over. Uh, I'll be on the plane for 21 hours uh, taking Xanax. Uh, it'll be great. You like flying? No. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I know. Have you been there before? No. Okay. Nope, I'm nervous, but excited, you know? It's, uh, it's different. It's different. Have you seen that movie, Adore? No. With Robin, Robin Penn? Wait, what's your name? No, sorry, Robin Wright and uh, Naomi Watts. This is a fun one. They live yeah. in Melbourne, and they fuck each other's teenage sons. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's real sexy. It's, it's nice real sexy. Adore? Adore. Adore. Check it out. You're, you, like, hate yourself while you're watching it, because you're like... I know what's gonna happen, and then you're like, I don't like it. Then you're like, no, no, but yeah, it's good acting. She's got this. <laughs> she's They're got good. that great neck circle. Robin, I know, Robin, right? They both you can do. get lost in there. It's really good. Cool. <laughs> Somebody clapping. Right. Rook Van Bucklin, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for sliding in. If you like a word, then. All right, folks, this next guest, I'm thrilled to have him here. He is truly a man among men. He's also a man among women. He's uh, 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 one of the most prolific guys out there doing some great things. You've seen him uh, 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 haunting renditions. He just he owns the internet. He, he's impersonated so many greats, and we'll talk about some of that. Elliot's sketchpad, it gets better. The, the whole thing about the parents. Anyway, it's great. Please welcome Elliot Glazer. It's just a light. I think it's a light. It's just a night light. Uh, Elliot, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for doing it. Of course, we had. We were sure. going to do it a couple months ago, but things got goofed up, and now you're here. <laughs> there was and a goof. We goofed it. What happened? I don't know. Wait, oh. see, we could. The, the dates got switched around or something. We couldn't make it happen, but now it's happening, and we're all experiencing it together. <laughs> In this, this space is, right this now. Is it. Here we are. This here is it. We've achieved everyone up on stage. Thank you. I just need a little human touch to get through the day. <laughs> now, uh, Elliot, of course, first thing I, I want to, uh, uh, by proxy, congratulate your sister, your little sister, Alana's doing fantastically. That's right. Uh, she's uh, on yes. the Broad City program. Yes. Uh, she just got picked up, and she was on this show, too, not too That's long right. ago. That's right. And we had a great time, and I'm thrilled for her. Now, you two started out together, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, as siblings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great show. But yeah, we, we started like doing comedy together. Uh, I guess in like 2008, 2007, 2008. But you would do things as children in front of oh, a yeah. camcorder. You'd sit yeah, up and do shows. Hours and hours and hours of footage of me more or less like making her do like, uh, that sounds dirty. That's how that was going. Um, she was my muse, let's say that. She was my muse. And we made tons and hours and hours and hours of sketch videos. 
That's amazing. And you can go back and watch some of that stuff? Yeah, we've actually put them online in a like, sort of series um, called Elliot and Alana Then and Now, where we, sort of, where we watch them live and curdle Comment them. Comment on some of Yeah, exactly. That's great. Do you remember what kind of camcorder that was? Yeah, it was a weird one. It was a... Um, Little was, tapes? Uh, so it was a Sony, yeah. but it was, the, it was like nobody had ever seen this camera before. The tapes, they were not 8mm. They were like not mini DV. They were something that... They were not made, and so yeah. to get them transferred to be have them digitized, I had to like look, you know, left and right. What? That's not the term. Um, I had to really <laughs> find a like. I had to look hard for a place that yeah. would digitize this weird tape. I don't even know what it was. Well, I recently came across an audio tape of myself as a boy uh, <laughs> uh, recording something. It's true, and uh, I had been doing a. a, a I must be like eight or ten, something like that. And I was doing a, 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 like a noir detective kind of a deal. One of the staples of the radio play genre. And something, when you're eight or ten years old, you have all the life experiences to truly inform, you know, a noir detective parody or whatever was going on there. And it's me, and I'm detective uh, something. Uh, it's always like Hayes Harrison or something like that. And I, well, hello there, ma'am. And then she, wow, this, she dropped that gorgeous uh, lady, walked in the door. And then I'm also doing the lady's voice. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Mr. Harrison. I have to have you track down my husband. And it's just me with this breathing. But not like now, it's like as an eight-year-old. It's just very disturbing and strange. <laughs> I definitely made a bunch of. I think my first, what I first wanted to do was to be a DJ. Yeah. But like a like a Long Island FM radio DJ. So I made tapes after tapes of. I mean, I only had access to my parents' albums, so it was me just playing like Anita Baker and like Luther Vandross, James Taylor, Anita Baker, Luther Vandross, like one after the next. But I was really into Anita Baker. Yeah. I still am really into Anita Baker, sure. to be honest. No, it sounds like a very loving household to grow up in. Very loving, very uh, uh, overbearing in a Jewish way. So Jewish. <laughs> Jewish, 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 Jewish. <laughs> and that, you said Long Island, that's where you were? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, 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 so, uh, you, you, so you listen to those tapes now? Uh, I try not to, uh, <laughs> but they, they exist, they exist. But now, did you feel like you've developed your gift as a singer? Because you're a beautiful singer. Oh, thank you. You have an angelic voice. Oh, thank you very much. Because you've been doing this series, Haunting Renditions. Right, well. right. Uh, I keep one in called Heartfelt, because that's what, that's, okay. that's how I feel with it. But then, well, it's not okay if somebody's looking it up. <laughs> True. you'll get something else, as I found. But anyhow... Uh, <laughs> Let it go is still the same in Cantonese. That's what <laughs> anyhow, uh, so and what what is that series? You are taking uh, uh, the pop ballads. Yeah. So what I what we did was take um, sort of silly, uh, disposable pop songs and then reorchestrate them to sound very lush and very you know orchestral. And then in singing them, I'd also pepper in like very obnoxious uh, commentary where I was bit playing myself but a sort of exaggerated version of myself who was just really haughty about like Avril Lavigne music or like a <laughs> Katy Perry song. Right, well I like that uh, MC Scat Cat one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do actually like that too. Yeah. She, tweeted she liked it. it. She tweeted it a bunch. Wow. Yeah, she liked it. Wow. I was very, it was the proudest moment of my life. <laughs> yeah, honestly. She's, she's one of our great treasures. She is. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. She's great. I love MC her. MC Scat Cat. 
Oh, oh, MC oh, Scat Cat. Oh, so he yeah, actually he wrote me. The real, the real MC Scat Cat wrote me. Really? Yeah. But not, yeah. not just, like just cat. Just cat. Pause. Pause. <laughs> no, he's like some guy <laughs> somewhere. He is a cartoon, but the guy who is the voice of MC, MC oh, Scat Cat wrote me and was like, "Awesome," and I was like. You're awesome. You're MC Scat Cat. Like, uh, let's talk more and things. Yeah, keep So you're still in touch. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're fucking, we're fucking, I'm fucking MC Scat Cat. Opposites attract. Hey. So now, uh, uh, also, you, you, but you also strike me as somebody, I think this bears out probably with all of us to a degree, that, that you were really influenced by television and spent a lot of time with it. Yeah, definitely. And are a lover of the form. Is yeah. there one that stands out from your childhood as something that you really locked onto? Yeah, the Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Yeah, the Golden Girls. Yeah. Uh, I watch it all the time, and I know every episode by heart, but nothing... Yeah, I, I don't think anything is funnier than the Golden Girls. Yeah. I, I just, there's it's nothing. Tight, it's tight. It's a tight show. It's so good, and it's, it's ahead of its time. And Absolutely. And if you're a fan of Arrested Development, you know, Mitch Hurwitz, who created Arrested Development, had a heavy hand in the Golden Girls. Woo. Boy, God, why does my head go there? Like, We all blocked that out. But you, it went there, right? Uh, whatever. But if you watch if you watch Arrested Development, you yep. will hear references to the Golden Girls, but you'll also hear in for me at least in Arrested Development, I hear a lot of sort of the same rhythm of dialogue as I saw and see on the Golden Girls, and I just yep. just just beam with pride, even though I had nothing to do with the pride. <laughs> beam with pride. Well, is that a dream to some to me? Well, I guess Betty White would be the one. Nope. Uh, B. So. Arthur's the one. Oh. That's People are people like react to that even in like in real life. Some dates have gone awry because I've said like she, I thought she was. I didn't think she was the weakest link, but yeah. there are times when her her delivery is incorrect. Like she she delivered the line incorrectly. Yes. Like the joke. And I don't know. I guess I've watched so many times and I'm like fucking a stuff. Nail it. Just nail it. Because I think B. Arthur nailed every fucking joke. Every look. Every deadpan look, every like, oh gosh, she was so good. Well, listen, you've also been uh, really into the show Looking, yes. there, which is about mustaches in San Francisco. Yeah, it's about mustaches. <laughs> you ever grow a mustache? Like just, a, just the mustache? No. No, I tried that. I don't want to do that. That was me in Chicago. Not good. <laughs> well, you know what they say about Chicago mustaches? <laughs> they don't say anything. <laughs> I like it if they did. That could be a legitimate thing to say. <gasps> the old but, but now you're also doing an audio show about that, about looking. You're yeah, I'm hosting a podcast looking. for HBO that runs, um, that accompanies the show Looking. Oh, great. Yeah, Chris Hardwick of Chris Hardwick of gay dramas. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you it's like fun. the show. You like the show. I do like the show a lot. And you've been, you've been out there to San Francisco? Yeah, I went out there and hung out with everybody. and From the show? Yeah, yeah, from the show. I did. HBO hired me as a comedian to go out initially and meet the cast and make videos and do online you know, digital comedy, which I've done. And then the digital comedy did well enough that they were like, let's do a podcast. Now, now I'm doing the podcast, which is fun. They can only, that's the top, man. If you get to a podcast, yeah. uh, well done, man. as we've said, that's the best you can do. Oh, yeah. You too can have a podcast, everybody. Oh, okay, let's not. <laughs> Gotta keep some things for the talent. But, uh, folks, uh, now this is usually the part of the show where I'd ask Steve-O to ask a question of everybody. But Andrew's over there, so Andrew, what I'd like you to do is ask everybody here on the panel uh, who their favorite just talk show host <laughs> is. So you pose that question to, to, to the group assembled. Sure. Um, okay. Guys, what, who is your favorite talk show host? <laughs> That's good. Now we'll just go right down. Elliot, you start. Um, there's a... I don't know what it is, but I, I, I love Kathy Lee and Hoda. I love whatever whatever's going on there. They're kind Kathy of pre-Golden Girls. No, they're like post-Golden Girls. Post-post. <laughs> post. They're not that old. I mean, they're, they're not... I guess Kathy Lee's menopausal, so... <laughs> she wouldn't mind you saying that. Yeah. She yeah. says it herself. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. She advertises a lot of hot flashes. Yes. Brooke? Uh, well, since I'm talking nostalgia, and talking about everyone I grew up on, gotta go with Phil Donahue. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, he's an interesting dude. Oh. Uh, he's smart. I like Kathleen Lee and Hoda, but I watch The View and I love Whoopi. Yes. <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, there are a lot of TV talk shows that I admire over the years, but I, I'm gonna go with Tom Sharpling, who is the host of a oh. radio show called mm -hmm. The Best Show on the Bed. Yeah. just wrapped up last December after 13 years yeah. on a, on a free-form radio station in New Jersey. It was a three-hour radio show. And to think about talking in a room by yourself for three minutes even, this yeah. guy did it for three hours and did it so masterfully and had these amazing comedy sketches with, it, with his partner, John Worcester. It's yeah. the funniest. What do you think of Howard Stern, if I may ask? I'm just curious what both of you guys think of Howard Stern. Howard Stern? Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of Howard Stern now. I mean, from what, from seeing private parts and uh, and from hearing whatever. I mean, he's he's good too. I, I yeah. like. That's when you seem very devoted to. <laughs> yeah, I, got I, would, I'm not, I don't call myself a. I don't call up nope. this. I don't call CNN and say Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> I know. I'm not that hard. No, because I I just got into him earlier this year. Yeah. And I was always just not interested. I was like, I'm not into like tip things, you know, right. like. It's because of the E live show they did of him made him look so much dark, worse than an right. actual. But he's like, yeah. he's become like maybe because he's gotten old, he's become so. He just cut. He gets answers out of people that you'd never expect, yeah. and he's also really grounded for a man who's so fucking rich yeah. and is married to like a supermodel. Yeah. He's so reasonable. Oh, I love him. I love him. Oh, wow. So Howard Stern now, he listens to him on, on the series on the XM. It's not, it's not a talk show host, but I really like listening to Alice Cooper, too, on Sirius. Okay. All right, well, we had one per person. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I got excited. I'll leave it at that. And, uh, <laughs> what about you? Yeah. We all love you, Dale. Well, that, thank you. I was I'm listening <laughs> to hear. <laughs> which one is going to Now I just said three. But, uh, Brooke, you win. And, uh, well, I mean, I, th I think they should have given Pat Sajak some more time. <laughs> he's, he's so quick on the show, he, and you want to spend more time with him. And you never quite get a chance. So, anyway. Uh, 
But Elliot, what's, uh, what's coming up for you? Because I, I tell you, you do so many different things. I could just watch a whole channel, a whole network, just devoted to your output. It's so fantastic. Oh, thanks. What's coming up now? You got the looking thing? People can find that? Yeah, that's all. That's uh, soundcloud.com slash looking, but you can look up like HBO, HBO looking yep. on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. There's all that stuff. Keeping you busy. Yeah, and there's going to be a show, I have a show coming up uh, in Union, at Union Hall on March 30th <laughs> that is actually Haunting Renditions Live. So oh, it'll be great. like a wow. concert series. Oh, wow. A concert series version of that and then a new show at the UCB in April called Masterpiece Theater which is like mashups and comedy <laughs> Masterpiece Masterpiece yeah, that's why yeah oh, you gotta, gotta think on that one <laughs> I, guess. I like fun with words <laughs> me too well I'm, I'm glad you could be here Elliot Glazer everybody that's great well, how about let's hear it for all of the guests here tonight Andrew Bancroft back there doing the music. Glad you could be here. Thanks to all of you. And uh, thanks, of course, to uh, the folks at the pit here uh, Kevin and Keith and Christine and everybody, and DJ and everybody else. It's been wonderful. Uh, my thanks also to Bill Scurry, Gina Cumbo, Julie Miller, Andrew Simmons, all the people sort of behind the scenes that make that radio possible. Thank you. It's really wonderful. And uh, let's, we got another show back here, April 2nd, and we're going to have Phoebe Robinson, uh, Maris Kreitzman, Olivia uh, 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 Scott, and Liz Danzico, the new uh, creative director over at NPR. So it's going to be quite a scene. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. April 2nd is a Wednesday at 8, so come on back. And of course, listen to us, Mazel Top over at JLRadio.com uh, <laughs> or iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are found. Till next time, I'll be pretending to celebrate my new late night program, Still Up, with Dale Sheaver, just after Carson Daly, by interviewing a bunch of old empty whiskey bottles. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thanks for being here, everybody. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Original music by Steve O'Reilly. The intro theme to Season 6 is composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon by Sunil Manchikanti. Posters and logo treatment for the live shows by Daniel Spencer Levine. Hey, why not rate and review us on iTunes, or you can listen to me on Stitcher Radio. Stream anytime. For the latest, follow me on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or find us on Facebook. You're the best. 